0: The iPhone 14 rumor mill is starting to churn and there are some real doozies out there. What rumors seem plausible and which ones are just outright silly? We'll talk about it all in this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roland Loyola here with Jason Cross. Hello. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. Before we jump into the iPhone 14 Uh, We do have some news to talk about. This is pertaining to Macworld.com itself. It's official now. We have merged the Macworld.com and Macworld UK websites. We are going to be one giant staff working on one website. I guess the English-speaking audience? Is that correct to say that?
1: Well, yeah. (laughs) I just don't think there are any other Macworlds written in English. Like there is
0: a MacWorld yeah. section of PC World Australia. It's yeah, not a like separate a site, channel,
1: and they right, just but right. they just republish the stuff that we publish. Oh. So yeah, this is the the MacWorld English language stuff is just going to be on .com and one yeah. staff and everything. nothing's being lost, nothing's being, no staff are being let go, nothing, none of that kind of stuff. Anything yeah. you're used to reading, it's just going to be on one site now.
2: Right, so Macworld.com .com yeah. is now very cosmopolitan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're going to start were. writing lift instead of elevator, yeah. and yeah. <laughs> we have parted, parted
0: our our
2: transition from English to, uh, for, or from British English to to American English here and there. Yes.
0: You may see a lot of use.
2: Yeah, you color
1: with uh,
2: a U. David Price and, and Karen Haslam are the two writers that were working on Macworld UK previously, so they will appear regularly now on Macworld US. They they have already been writing stuff. And we've edited out a lot of Z's and U's, as Roman just said. So it's been it's been great. Um, you'll you'll learn that they're 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 awesome and knowledgeable and and fun and funny and all that fun stuff. Yeah. But expect to see a lot more of them going forward,
1: especially on articles that were on the UK site that have gotten they, they've gotten switched over to the US site. You're going to see a lot of sort of British English moving forward. I think we're going to mostly settle on US English, but. Obviously, years and years and years of older articles aren't being changed over.
0: So, if you're a regular visitor to MacWorld UK, if you go to macworld.co.uk, it'll redirect to macworld.com, and it'll it'll look different. The sites do do look different, mm-hmm. uh, but you'll find Karen David's work there. A few other uh, writers who worked with MacWorld UK—they'll be working with us as well. So we're going to be one big happy family. And what one kind of advantage that we have for this is that, you know, then the site kind of becomes active in terms of like us posting stuff, not necessarily 24 hours, but there's a lot more coverage, I guess, in terms of time of the day. Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: The team is basically someone's someone's working about 20 hours of the day because of the, the team is more yeah. global time zones yeah. we're all in.
0: And we'll try to get them on the podcast, as I mentioned, because there's a time difference. When we record the podcast, is usually the end of the day for them. So sometimes it's it's from, the schedule uh, works out from California.
2: It's it's eight hours. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, like like a, six... it's like an entire work day. Yeah, yeah. it's
1: it's like starting at six p.m. for them after they've yeah. worked all day. They're they're not going to be here every week, but there'll be times when we get them on the podcast. For, yeah, especially sure. around Big Apple events and. things yeah things like wwdc or the big september event
2: it's great to have more resources more staff more people to talk about macworld will now be have a longer span of the day so to speak because they start at like two in the morning my time which i'm I'm on the east coast and we end like i don't know two in the morning their time or midnight their time or something uh
0: we're we're going to be spreading out our stories much much longer but let's talk about the iPhone 14. So we've got about, what, six months before we see the new iPhone? Seems like a long time, but the rumors are starting to uh, pop up. Some of them seem a little more questionable than others. Where should we start with the rumors? There seems to be a lot of rumors that kind of, the pun, focus around the camera.
1: The latest one concerns the, the front camera. Which would be upgraded to have autofocus and a wider aperture. The current aperture is an f2.2, the f1.9 with autofocus. That doesn't seem crazy to me. Um, I don't, and, and there's no word about a sensor change or not. So this would be mostly, um, yeah, I mean, it's been a while since they've updated the front camera on an iPhone. This, this isn't like crazy bleeding edge technology nobody has or anything like that. So I would believe it.
2: The rear camera, of course, is the bigger the bigger change as, yeah. it, as it always is. and it looks like so there's a whole bunch of rumors going around, but the periscope camera which which enables like super super duper zoom like 30x 50x zoom, that's probably not happening until next year. but it yep. looks like if we then. are getting if then yeah, but it looks like we will be getting a much better main wide angle lens of they're saying rumors are that it'll be 48 megapixels. Right, Which at is least a on the Pro Huge model. jump on the Pro model, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a big jump over what the 12 megapixel that we've had forever. I mean, I can't even remember when Apple, maybe the iPhone 6, when they jumped from 8 megapixels to 12 megapixels. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the iPhone 10. It, it was a while ago. That change should be pretty massive with at least the crispness and the quality that we get with yeah. normal photos, like, like well-lit photos.
1: Yeah, well, so interestingly, like the... Even though they've been at 12 megapixels, they've been improving this sensor and optics for a while, getting bigger sensors. And they talk about how they, they make the sensors bigger. It has like bigger pixels, you know, 1.4 micron pixels or what, to let in to capture more light per pixel, which is what you want. You get better exposures faster. And not only does that help you in low light, but even in regular light, iPhones take many exposures. Quickly and combine them. And that's how you get like a good, a good quality photo with high dynamic range and stuff. So you may be wondering, well, if they're jumping to four times as many pixels, isn't that going to trash their performance in that area? And the answer is no, they do what's, what's called binning, which is you know, they take 12 or 18 or whatever exposures for every photo and combine them with computational photography and stuff. And for some of those photos that deal with the brightness, they'll actually be combining the data for four pixels, a two by two block of pixels. So it'll be essentially like a 12 megapixel camera for those exposures. And then other parts do the whole full 48 for colors. And they'll combine them with a ton of fancy math and machine learning. You shouldn't be thinking like, well, it's going to have terrible low light performance because the the pixels are. Uh, no, they've they've got ways around that. Then. This isn't an exclusive Apple thing. Other companies have been doing this for for some time. Because they've they're they're not the first to go with megapixel. Are, who else is shipping a forty eight megapixel?
2: Uh, Samsung has a real high one. I don't know what the exact number is. Uh, Google doesn't yet. They still they're, they they. For all well, they forever had a one, they didn't even only recently went to a dual camera or triple or, or, or a yeah. triple camera. So they, they were super stubborn, but they, they don't have, I think they, may have, they might have a 16 megapixel in the Pixel 6. Mm-hmm. Um, Samsung is the big one. Their Ultra has, um, I want to say 96 megapixels. I'm not, on it, but it's it's super high resolution.
1: One of those Nokia Microsoft. Phones was the first, wasn't it? Like Purview was like a something like first to have like a 48 megapixel super high resolution camera. And the processors and the computational photography and all this stuff was way less sophisticated then. So there were a lot more drawbacks to having that kind of thing. (laughs) than it was like super sharp in bright outdoor areas and it was pretty bad in low light. And I don't don't think you can expect, but between the front and the rear camera, I think when they get on stage and announce this, they're going to be talking about. Huge improvements to photography and video. Uh, something that we could probably expect. This is just the pro. Yeah, the um, front camera. Who knows? Like, we're not sure yeah, that that's going to be on both. Yeah. Uh, it would kind of surprise me. They probably will update the true depth module entirely and not really have two separate, but who knows? You never yeah. know what's happening.
2: And as far as the rear camera, we haven't really heard anything about the non pro models being. Updated in any significant, so this could be like a major point of differentiation. It, it always is. Like the camera yes. on the Pro is always significantly better. Yeah, than the non-Pro. As well. yeah. yeah, but I mean, for one, it's obvious. There's an extra lens, but there's also other stuff there. And but it seems like Apple's really leaning into um into the camera as a main differentiator between the Pro and the non-Pro models with with the iPhone 14.
1: If I had to guess, I would say that the non-pro models will get the camera mi- minus the telephoto that the current pro models have. That the pro models of the th- so look at the improved, larger twelve megapixel sensor and lens, but and and uh, the ultra wide, but no with uh, macro photography, but no zoom, no telephoto, and no four.
0: 40- Mike, you posted an article on Tuesday morning. About a report by Apple Track that the camera module may actually influence the case design of the Pro iPhone. Yeah, it's a
2: very small thing on the on the non-Pro models. And again, this is vi- like you really have to compare it like side by side. But on the on the non-Pro iPhone 13 and 12s and the 11s, the corner of the phone, which is the you know like the literal corners, match the shape of the camera array the way it curves kind of like how the iPad pro matches the corners with the screen, you know, that, that, that liquid retina display with the pro model. If you look at it closely, it's not quite the same because the array is bigger, but the the chassis of the phone is the same. The rumor is that that's going to change. So the pro model, the, the 13 pro and the 13 pro uh, uh, 14 pro and the 14 pro max will actually have rounder corners, than the regular 14s again yeah to match very the same slight,
1: right. roundness of the camera surrounding
2: yeah and the reason reportedly is because the the camera module good is going to increase fairly significantly yeah so it like if apple kept the same it would look it would, it would look noticeably different like now you really have to kind of strain to see like now oh, yeah it's a little off but with the larger array it's going to look quite a bit different if Apple kept that same squarish design. So it's going to be, it's going to be more round. The interesting bit is that that's rumored really, not to come to the iPhone 13. So they're going to have a different body. The first, I'm sorry, the iPhone 14. So, so they're going to have a different body to, you know, technically. Yeah. For the first time. So that's two different, you know, they're going to look similar, but they're going yeah. to be different. And the, the big change visually is with the front of the phone. So the rumor is, Apple is going to get rid of the notch on the 14 Pro and the 14 Pro Max and go to what's being called a hole plus pill setup. So mm. there'll be a little hole for the for the selfie camera, and next to that there'll be a little oval for the rest of those true depth components that that need to see your face and stuff. Mm. Uh, speaker will still be up on the up on that top edge thing, and so instead of a notch, they'll just have two floating little cutouts
1: packed with sensors. That's one they've been pushing for a while. And I'm, that's when I kind of give a 50-50. The whole idea of a notch and stuff like that, it's like, no, highlight your features. So don't try and hide them. Highlight your camera. Make it make it obvious. Make it something that is visually distinctive to you that calls out that this is a great feature you have or something. Yeah, I'm not sure whether they would do that. That That's one of those ones that, that seem meh. Yeah, I
2: agree. But there's (laughs) been so many, you know, corroborative rumors from Gurman and and, uh, Ming-Chi Kuo and like real high heavy hitters. So it does seem that I would be shocked if it didn't happen at this point because so many people expect it. So many Mm -hmm. people have reported on it. Um, Ross Young, who has, I think, like almost a perfect track record when it comes to display stuff. He's a... CEO of display supply chain consultants. And yeah. like he really nails that supply chain display stuff. He says that that's coming. So there's a lot of smoke there.
1: We're but really going to know in about three months is when Apple really starts to have to ramp up. They have to nail down all their supply and start ramp up manufacturing. They have to get all their components supply in order and get everybody shipping everything to start manufacturing phones. Because they have to start building phones. A couple of months before they ship in order to have millions ready on go day. So we'll really know these things this summer. Yeah. Yeah. Production
2: is probably going to pick up, as Jason says, like early June, maybe.
1: Right now they're making test phones and sample production at very, very low volume. The the most obvious and longest running rumor is that the mini's gone. Instead of- Instead of a mini at a regular-sized phone on the regulars, and then the pro having a regular-sized phone and a max, a big, big, big phone, both going to have just a regular and a max. There'll be a pro and a non-pro, regular and max, which is really going to disappoint small phone fans (laughs) who are very vocal, but there's not that many. I mean, the mini continues to always sell terribly. (laughs) It's like their least selling Model globally, yeah, way more people mm-hmm. want a big phone, and the only way to get it was to spend like 1200 bucks. And 1200 bucks is the cheapest, that's like the US price, it's worse, yeah, it's worse everywhere. It's
2: a lot, yeah, it was, it's, it's a
1: lot. <laughs> yeah, you have to spend that much to get the big phone. So now you'll be able to get a big phone in the non probably at least two or three hundred dollars cheaper, probably a hundred bucks to 150 bucks more than the regular size. probably 800 and 800 and uh 900. And, Everybody seems good.
2: yeah that's, that's been a rumor of basically since the iPhone 13 arrived like we knew even before the iPhone 13 mini came out yeah that this was the last one yeah um, the latest sales estimate were like five percent of sales or something like it's just not it's not a big seller and it's it's frustrating because you there, there aren't any small phones and it's great that Apple makes one and I think the iPhone SE will eventually become something akin to that. But it's just yeah. not worth it to Apple to make a premium
0: flagship phone of that size because not enough. What kind of screen did, are we expecting? It's basically the same screen that we've had with the iPhone.
2: Yeah, there haven't really been as far as resolution or any features. I mean, the ProMotion um, rumors say that it's not coming to the 14, the non-Pro 14 just yet, mm-hmm. maybe next year. So we'll get that we'll get, you know, I'm sure there'll be some tweak, you know, something, there's always some display.
1: Yeah. Mode. It's slightly brighter or something yeah. like that. But I think in terms of general sort of major overall features, resolution and promotions, HDR and stuff like that, I, I don't think we can expect any.
2: Yeah. And there's really not many we could get. They could up the resolution, maybe to four.
1: 4- no, not in a phone. Uh, not in a phone. Nah. Not of that so, sense. I mean, it's, it's, it's already
2: like the best display in a phone that you can get. The only thing I want is always on display, which is not, Changing the display—it's just adding a feature to the display.
1: Yeah, that's a, that sounds like more of a software thing than anything yeah. else. And the rumors on that are they—they they come and go. Some say it's happening. Some say it's don't. Some say it's only going to be on the pro models. You know, uh, that's that's kind of I would call a low percentage rumor <laughs> right now. There has been rumors that the pro models only would get that always on display because it's going to have the LPTO backing that they do on the Apple Watch and. I feel like it's something they could they could do in iOS for every phone since the iPhone X. <laughs> every uh, OLED model iPhone could have this. We, we talked about that a couple weeks ago.
0: Yeah, they can bring that all the way back to the iPhone X if they wanted to. So with the iPhone 14, are we going to see different processors between the Pro and the non-Pro models?
1: This is the, an interesting change. Very. Uh, if it's true, if the rumor is true. The rumor is typically what you get is a new A-series processor. if it was a normal year, they'd both get the A16. And then there might be a difference between the pro and the non-pro's A16. Pro model might have more RAM, which Apple never discloses. This past year with the A15, the pro models have a fifth GPU core, uh, but are otherwise the same. So it's four GPU cores and less RAM in the non-pro models and five and more RAM in the pro model. This coming year would be the first time that Apple will have a different A-series processor in the two different phones. The non-pro models would get the A15, but the version of it that's in the pros today, and then the pro models would get the new A16, which is interesting. That, and that's an upgrade for both, really. I mean, yeah. the non-pro models would basically be like a 20% GPU improvement over last year, and otherwise very similar, and more RAM, so, but otherwise very similar. And um, pro models would get... All the stuff that's going to come into A sixteen improvements to CPU kinds of
2: yeah like fifteen that- to twenty uh, yeah, percent. I wonder yeah. if um I wonder if Apple will call it like the A fifteen Z or the A fifteen X
1: like they used to do with yeah change the name. Oh, the my God, I hope not. They probably- <laughs> to, 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 to distinguish in some or just they one of the rumors said they're going to call it the A sixteen and then they'll be like the A sixteen and the A sixteen Pro or the A sixteen X or something like that. Yeah, which please don't do that because you've already shipped it for a year as the A fifteen. Yeah. in iPhone 13 Pros, yep. it is a little confusing that there's an A15 in the iPhone 13 and an A15 in the iPhone 13 Pro, and they are a bit different. That didn't used to be the case.
2: Yeah. And back then at the time, now it's replaced with a new mini, but the iPad mini had another version of the A15 as well. Like they have, So there's three out yeah. there. This, uh, the iPad Mini was, I think, slightly over or under underclocked. I can't remember which. Yeah, clock speeds are always in, kind of a testing. little bit of a
1: moving talk target. Yeah. but yeah,
2: yeah. But it was it was different enough and and consistent enough across benchmarks where it was it was a different chip. Mm-hmm. So Apple has done that before, and the the best example I can see of this is the Apple Watch Series Seven has an S7 chip. If you look at the tech specs, it's the S7. It is patently identical to the S six.
1: Yes. Absolutely yeah. no different. So but
2: they did call it the S seven. So it wouldn't it's not out of the realm of possibility that they say, yeah, this is the A sixteen. Yeah. And this is the A sixteen Z or X or, or whatever. Pro or it, whatever. Or pro, yeah. Pro.
1: <sighs> Which would be so frustrating because then you yeah. have to explain to everyone that the A sixteen processor is the same as the A fifteen processor, but just <laughs> a version of the A fifteen <laughs> pro- processor that was in the iPhone. Yeah. Pro- I mean they could
2: they could slightly tweak the 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 processor speed, I guess, to make it its own unique thing, if yeah. they if they had to. But yeah. Here's a question for you, Jason. We we talked about this in Slack a few times. Would Apple ever
1: release an iPhone Pro with an M1 chip? I mean that that you get into this like, well they could brand anything right. like <laughs> Yeah. Right? Right. Like well, you mean like an M series chip, not an M1. Right, right. Right. that's M2 M M series two. And and the answer is like, I mean they can brand anything, anything they want. But the whole point of the M series is that we're taking the CPU and we're increasing the core counts and all the other stuff to use more energy to provide the kind of performance you would get in a laptop. So there's really no reason to ever put that in a phone. It's like, does your phone, do you want your phone to be twice as fast and last half as long? (laughs) They could do that and they could do that now, but like, why would they do that? So outside of just putting another, regular A-series chip in there and calling it an M3 or whatever it is at that and just renaming it. Um No, there's really no reason because that's the whole point of the N- higher power use slash higher performance. And they don't really, they really don't need to like suddenly use twice as for the, for the phone chips.
2: Right. As you say, it would be a marketing branding thing, but it's interesting. I wonder to kind of homogenize all of its pro devices, although now the iPad. so Yeah, I, the, I think iPad. they're,
1: I think they're more interested in homogenizing. Taking the Apple Silicon and just being like, this is what this is the Watch Apple Silicon, this is yep. the phone Apple Silicon, and this is the computer Apple Silicon. The the laptops is what's interesting is where they've split up the iPad between like, well, this one uses the phone Silicon and this one uses the laptop. Silicon, You know, <laughs> I kind of don't understand. What they think an iPad is, I I just don't understand don't anymore. Well, yeah, we
2: could
0: have three shows about
2: that, Uh-oh. and we still will come yeah. up with an answer. We'll yeah, start I, a
1: mini series on that. Yeah, this. well, the,
2: the iPad again, the M one is 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 extraordinarily head scratchy because like right. you you separated the pros with the M one chip, and now you put it in a model that's four hundred dollars less, than
1: like, I right. don't understand. <laughs> and and USB C and stuff like and it, that. It would have then... been perfectly fine with an
2: A sixteen, A fifteen. It would have been fine.
1: Yeah. Uh, there's there's yeah. things about it I don't get. And yeah. and then maybe that has to do with display controllers and the and the USB C and the display output they're doing. And I, I just don't know. Well, I, I worked fine
2: with the old. one thing that is staying is the is the lightning port. I will bet my year's yes. salary that Apple is not switching to USB C on the iPhone fourteen. But it could be happening soon. Maybe next year, maybe the year after. So there are rules changes coming down the pike in the in the eu the, the european union that are essentially going to force every single smartphone and other similarly sized electronic maker every device is going to that charges wire uh, that charges with the wire is going to have to have USB-C. probably later this year it looks as though it's kind of set to pass it's gone through a bunch of steps already it, it, it hasn't been enacted yet Mm-hmm. But it looks like it's going to be, and if that if that is the case, Apple's going to have to, at least in Europe, use USB C on a couple of devices that it, that it uses Lightning on uh, the AirPods case. I, I don't think um, accessories count, so the the trackpad and, and the Magic Mouse should be fine. But the biggest one is the iPhone. I don't know how Apple handles that if they do USB C because it would have to it would obviously come to the U.S. as well. They're not going to make two different models for US and the rest of the world. So whether they switch to USB-C like they did on the iPad, or they take it away in- entirely and just go with MagSafe. But that's not happening this year.
1: Yeah. And I really hope they don't take it away and just go with MagSafe because MagSafe is very inefficient. It is, yeah. Like regardless of the speed issue, you know, oh, 15 watts isn't so bad or whatever. You just like take 40% off the top of how much power you draw from the wall versus how much gets delivered. Wireless charging is just not a terribly efficient means. It's convenient, but it's slower and it's sort of bad for the environment in that sense. Uh, It should be noted that like if this comes to pass and if Apple can't satisfy the text of the ruling by just having their power adapters have the USB-C plug on versus phone side of it, it should be the phone side. That's the way people are reporting it now, but we'll have to see the text of the law. And then they're going to sue and appeal and all this other stuff. But even if this passes, and finally, uh, there's a long transition period. It's three or four years out by the time all the phones need. So yeah, Lightning probably. could be with us for – that. that's what it was in the draft proposal. So the draft proposal was 2026 or something like that is when everything – So Lightning could still be with us for probably a couple – at least until the next major um, change in design. You know, they, the the ch- design makes a bigger change every two years, sort of. This is this would be the start of that because they're losing the Mini and the next couple of years we're going to be with Lightning still for a couple of years, even if this law passed. Uh
2: yeah. yeah. I don't know. Have they? Like, I know they have to negotiate with all the various countries in the EU and figure out timing, and it's going to be different for each one. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know the exact timing of all of that. But um, Jason's probably right. It's probably at least at least next year, a year after. But. Yeah, after
1: well the draft the draft proposal's been going and and even in that, once the law is passed, the law says like you have until X date to to change these things and that date is like four years out. So nobody's expecting you to like upend your entire supply chain ecosystem and designs and stuff because it takes a long time to design these things and stuff. So nobody's expecting any of this stuff to change. It passes and the next iPhone's gonna have you. That would be it would be unusual for Apple. They're going to drag their feet on it as much as they can. I bet. For Sure.
2: The idea behind the rule is to eliminate e-waste. Seems to me. So probably a conversation for another day. That it's probably going to increase e-waste at least in the short term because you're going to have a bunch of lightning cables they have nothing to do with.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the argument. That's Apple's argument out the start. You know. But Apple already ships all these other products that have USB-C, like all the all the Macs books and half the iPads and everything. So personally, I'm in favor of like, just rip off that Band-Aid.
2: Yeah, I (laughs) agree. They should have done it years ago. It's not um, that much bigger than Lightning, a little bit, but not so much where the iPhone would change dramatically.
1: The bigger issue is people who have docks and stuff like that, You know, music players and docks and stuff like that, where they dock in their iPhone. And then they buy, now you know that the next iPhone you buy, it's not going to fit at some point
2: and that's an issue you know if if they were to get rid of the port which is a, a consistent rumor like all those devices would all like magsafe isn't that magsafe doesn't bring any of that interoperability ability with 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 uh accessories so right. i don't know if apple changes the magsafe spec to do that or if they go
0: away i don't know and i don't think apple knows yet well that uh eu law marked the end of the ipod touch uh... <laughs> I always, I always forget Apple sells that. no thing. idea.
2: <laughs> yeah, good question.
1: Well, I mean, one of the hardest parts for them will be the iPhone SE when it happens because it's not a big deal to, to go, well, in three years, we need to make sure that our iPhone has USB-C. The problem is that in three years, the iPhone SE, which uses a three- or four-year-old body, is going to have to have USB-C. And it's yeah. going to be relying on an iPhone 11 or iPhone 12 body right. or something <laughs> at that point. In the future, it would be the new iPhone SE. So who knows what they're going to do with that kind of stuff. They're only the richest, biggest technology company in the world. So, you know, i play the world's smallest violin for them having to try and figure
0: Um, There were rumors that Apple is working on Touch ID under the screen. Is that going to happen <laughs> with the iPhone 14? No. Or is this one yeah, of the definitely, outrageous definitely rumors? They, they, I don't know they, if it's outrageous. Like, I, I, bet they, I bet they worked on
2: it. Yeah. I bet they're working on it. It's possible that one day it ends up in the iPhone SE that probably isn't going to get face ID ever. Uh, More likely, Apple tried it, realized it's very inefficient and very wonky because, I mean, we've tried it on Android phones numerous times and Mm -hmm. the best ones are still not great. So Apple probably tried it, tested it, but maybe still, still is. Yep. But they went with the Touch ID and the power button, which is just a better option. And if so if the iPhone SE were to pick that up, uh, presumably with the next model when it gets rid of the home button, I think that's what they would do. They would use the, the power button that's in the Mini in the Air or something similar to it rather than in display. Yeah,
1: or they would just uh, go back to go to Face ID. Yeah, There's, I would yeah, be
2: surprised it's... if it got Face ID because then we're talking about like like that takes away one more flagship feature. But maybe by then it'll be what? But then it'll be old. Twenty five. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know but it definitely that's it's been rumored to be like in next year's iPhone several times over the last 5 years ever since it was a new feature in Android phones and it's just not like it misses a little too often it's a little yeah. too slow that they're on a, like about third generation of these under finger under yeah. display fingerprint sensors and they've gotten way faster but they're just still not terribly reliable and then you also have the issue of like you kind of have to from a design standpoint design your software around it that every time you need authentication you have to be like put your finger here on the screen and then whatever interface there is on the web page or anything else has to be kind of turned off while you touch your thumb there to thumbprint and then come back so that you can hit the accept button or something it's it's just not the best experience
2: face id is perfect Google tried and then abandoned it with the Pixel 6 and now they're allegedly bringing it back Apple that's there I think they're the innovation the best innovation in the iPhone fantastic and as we saw with the face id with the mask that just came out and it's just you know they they can adapt it and it's just so much better than any of those android biometric
1: always someone the there are some holdouts who insist that they want touch id it's it's either because they misunderstand how Face ID works, and they're like, I don't want them having my you know, there's face that. and yeah, stuff like that. that. And they don't have your face. That yeah. doesn't get sent to Apple.
2: I actually had that literal conversation with my mother-in-law over Easter. She had an iPhone 8, and she updated to uh, an iPhone 12. She was typing in her passcode, and I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, Oh, I don't, I don't do face ID. Cause I don't want, I'm like, I don't know. Like it's all on your phone. And I set it up and now she loves it. Yeah. So yeah, there is some mis- misconceptions about and, and It's funny. Cause ID. they were
1: okay. Having their fingerprint like, <laughs> right. ostensibly right. sent over the, um, but even the people who don't understand that they're, they're like, I don't like how it doesn't, doesn't work with them in the winter. When I have my face covered or it's true of touch ID too. Like you've got your, what if I'm wearing gloves, you know? And yep. I, I don't think there's any one right answer, but they've, Done more work in the last year or two about Face ID work with masks, glasses, odd angles. The angles gotten a little better now. I can't imagine going back to Touch ID every time I use like an iPhone SE or forgot how much I hate this. <laughs> Changing my grip and touching yeah. the thumb thing. If they do keep Touch ID, I really hope they move it side button like that is on the iPad Air. And give us a full screen because like taking up that huge chunk of real estate, not having any screen down there is is a drag. That's not an iPhone 14. Maybe not even
0: a thing ever. Simply not even. Uh, iPhone 14's been rumored to have Wi-Fi 6E? Yeah, that makes sense.
1: I mean, that's the thing now. A lot of people kind of expected it with the 13, um, and it could have been.
2: I mean, Wi-Fi 6E is... You know, I don't know what the adoptability rate is, but it's pretty low, is my guess. But there's oh it's always better to future proof these things when as soon as you can.
1: Yeah, and their partners uh, that they that make the wireless chips, Broadcom and stuff like that, Bluetooth and Wi Fi modules and stuff all have these parts available. So it's not like Apple needs to invent anything. So yeah, wouldn't surprise me. Wi-Fi six E basically is Wi-Fi six, but with adding some Six some uh, spectrum in the six gigahertz range, which is unique in that it has very wide channels and doesn't overlap any other wireless stuff. So it just gives you more bandwidth if you have that available. But it is I not know. a fundamentally new technology. It's not. That's why they didn't call it Wi-Fi seven.
2: Well, Wi-Fi seven's
1: here too. <laughs> it is so, coming. That's coming. Yeah. Yep, that's that's on the way. Yeah. That's the next thing. I don't think that'll be in the iPhone fourteen. No. Definitely not. Probably the year after. I mean, they,
2: they seem to be moving at a pretty steady pace with these Wi-Fi upgrades. And it's frustrating because, you know, routers aren't cheap. No. <laughs> so you buy one and then you're stuck with it for life. I, I, I have a Wi-Fi 6 router, as I'm sure a lot of people do, because that was the big change. Now there's E, now there's 7. I probably won't get one until Wi-Fi 9, which will be like, like two and a half years. <laughs> yeah, but I was all looking kind for of a good
1: 6E router and without spending a ton of money, uh, and then they didn't have enough wired Ethernet ports for my home office setup. It's, I just, I'm just getting <laughs> Six, it's fine. I don't have yeah. a big house. It's not a, I don't need this kind of thing. Well, those people don't buy routers anyways. They get what their cable company their whatever cable gives, company them, gives them. Yeah, right, routers, which is like which, wi- I don't even know if that's Wi-Fi six for most of them. Oh, um, a lot of them it is. They're they're because okay. they're making cable companies have figured out that they can talk about your Wi-Fi speed. As if they were your internet, so they can say they can market Wi-Fi faster than a gig and stuff. Even though you can't, your internet's slower than that. Your Wi-Fi's faster, <laughs> and it makes everybody who doesn't know better kind of think, "Oh, my internet's that you know fast." So, a lot of the cable companies have really quite excellent Wi-Fi. It's not very configurable. Yeah, but and it's, it's
0: gonna cost you $20. Yeah, a month and you're leasing it, you know. Whatever, you, yeah. you pay, we could see uh, purple make a comeback. iPhone uh, phone 14.
2: This, this is called Mike needed to write a story for Tuesday morning, so he cobbled <laughs> a couple of rumors together. But yeah, that's that's the latest one is that um, you know, every year there's a new color. This year it was um, I think called Sierra Blue. And then the green one came out at the, in the spring last year was maybe Pacific Blue or Midnight Green. I forget. But there's always like a an exclusive color to each of the lines. And this year is allegedly purple, which you know maybe sure. And then in the spring there'll
1: be a then. new color,
2: and there'll be a new one. Right? Springtime probably a yeah. new color. Apple likes blue, so if they get rid of blue, they'll probably bring blue back. Color rumors are so random. And sketchy, like we've heard orange before. That didn't happen. We've heard yeah. all sorts of, you know, yellow this and sunset that. And I think Apple probably experiments with a bunch of different shades. Don't just don't make it. They yeah, there'll be there'll be
1: a a white slash silver thing. Yep, that has so some like, name. There'll be a black slash dark gray kind of color, and then maybe a product red. And then there'll be some exclusive color. The iPhone SE
2: introduced that midnight color. Maybe we'll get that on the iPhone 14. That's kind of like a really dark blue, almost black.
1: Yeah, it's black with color. a slight bit of blue undertone. Yeah. It, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, didn't the iPhone SE wasn't their black midnight, this new one? the new SE? Yeah, right. That's so right. I think they're just kind of doing that. That's their new black as opposed to space gray.
2: Uh, yeah, I guess. And gra- well, graphite. The iPhone Pro is graphite. It's it's. They're all over the place. Yeah. But whatever it is, everybody will want it. It doesn't matter what it's called <laughs> or what it looks like. Everyone's gonna want
1: it. You're gonna it. have a case anyway. So. Right. I did like the green. I thought was it twelve that had the green.
2: I mean green, the really really dark one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was a the midnight 12. green on the twelve Pro. That looked yep. really. Uh,
2: my my brother guys just got a new phone and he called me up. I don't know a month ago and. Asked me, and the uh, event had just happened. He's he's a big fan of of, of dark green, so I, I told him to wait. He's like, "Well, I'm going to use a case anyway." I'm like, "No, no, you don't have to." So he, for the no, first he... time ever, he went caseless, and he loves. It. He's like, "I I I forgot how thin it was. I forgot how light it was." But
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, then he's, he's scratching it up. He's going to call yeah, you, you in two months. What, what, are, you what, are you,
2: what are you saving it for? They're they're resistant to scratches. It nah. gives a character. It Gives a character.
1: <laughs> uh, I feel like if you don't get a case, it's a good idea to get a skin, which are not expensive. Um, no. I mean, you can spend a lot on a skin, but um, you can get a skin, and they can be fairly simple and transparent. Like that, but they're they don't feel really any different than going caseless. But they're going to protect your phone from scratch.
2: I've been I've been using my Macs for what has it been now six months? No case, and I really got to search for scratch. Even even on the edges, which 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 is the stainless steel, I mean it picks up fingerprints like nobody's business. Mm. But there's very few scratches. They've they've gotten very mm. uh, front and back with that glass. I mean, if I drop it, it's going to shatter into a million pieces. That's for sure. But uh, but I, thankfully, I have not in a, in in the right way on the right surface yet. I've it always happens it with enough.
0: me when I yeah. It always happens with me. I think. Wow, I haven't. I've gone a while without really <laughs> dropping my phone, and then I it yeah. I, I totally just I jinx my phone. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll break it this afternoon. <laughs> And the main reason I keep a case on is because I may need to take photos for work of the of my phone. And yeah. I don't want to have scratches on I use the skin as I can find. So Look at you being all conscientious.
1: <laughs> Honestly, if you were going to do any one protection first, I would put a screen protector on.
0: That's the first thing I do. And I actually keep extras around because I do end up scratching them oh, yeah. or or cracking them. And I have yep. to replace it. And they've know, gotten really good. At
1: least some of them about making these applicators, these little trays that you put your phone yeah. on stuff that put them on absolutely perfectly. There's no bubbles. They're lined up exactly. You know, it, God, it used to be such a pain to put on a screen protector and just have to be right. just a little bit off. <laughs> but yeah. that's, that's not so much a thing. Any other rumors that we have overlooked? Those are the big ones. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's gonna. It's a bit of a of a gamble, so to speak that apple is clearly pushing people toward higher end the rumors are price wise so without the mini that 599 599 tier goes away what does what the mini start at
1: 699 it's 699 right
2: so that tier goes away
1: yeah so we're $699, starting but at really it's it's 719 that tier is gone so
2: mm-hmm. we're talking that it starts at 6.1 inches starts at 799 then we have probably a, a a max version of the regular phone for eight ninety nine, and the the latest rumors suggest that the pros are going to get a hundred dollar bump. So we're going to go from nine ninety nine to ten ninety nine for the six point one inch, and ten ninety nine to eleven ninety nine for the for the uh, six point seven inch Pro Max, which is
1: that's pricey. And, and the iPhone thirteen. Not the mini or the pros or anything else. Just the regular iPhone 13 will stick yep. around, and it'll be like six ninety nine. Six ninety nine. It'll so drop hundred dollar. So
2: it's gonna. You know, that's a decision more than the usual one. You know, yeah. twelve hundred bucks. I get the. I. I mean, I got the Pro Max this year. An extra hundred dollars. Ten. That's about ten percent or eight percent more than last year. I mean, Apple is putting a bunch of features in it. So it's it's more
1: expensive. Yeah. It's supposed to get better and cheaper. That's the promise of technology. Better and cheaper, not better and more expensive.
2: And and on the other hand, on the non-pro models, we're talking about not a ton of improvements. Most of the things we talked about here are for the pro. The chip, the camera, the design, the screen. Those are all pro features. So what is the non-pro getting for 900 bucks other than a new size? I mean,
1: the chip... Is going to be a little better Likely because better. it's the yeah. five GPU version, but that's not that doesn't show itself in a lot of stuff. Right. And and the higher RAM version, so they'll probably enable some of the things that are only available in the Pro now, like uh, camera wise and stuff like that. Like maybe it'll get a, you know, maybe yeah. and it it'll probably gets the Pro version of the twelve megapixel camera because now the Pro, yeah. a, But outside of that, you know. It gets bigger. Yeah, it's, it's probably going to be a bit better battery life, bigger battery, you know, well, especially with the, the, with the max, one. Yeah, cer-
2: certainly. But we're not getting promotion based on the rumors. We're not getting um, a third camera based on the rumors. So it's still going to be essentially the same phone, just cost more.
1: Like it, that, I mean, I tell you, unless you want the big one, the iPhone 13 at a reduced price starts yeah. to look good, really good.
2: And we really say that idea. now about the iPhone 12, to be honest
1: with you. Yeah,
2: it's <laughs> a good it's phone true. too. Yeah. So it's it's interesting, I'm, I'm curious to see how this all shakes down and will the average selling price just skyrocket and they're still going to sell for them, Yes, know, it's not going to matter. Yes, it will.
1: <laughs> 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 Apple's less concerned with expanding the user base of iPhones. It, it is happening, but they're not, that's not the goal. The goal is to make sure that when you're you, – you could keep your iPhone for five years, they don't care. Just as long as when you do replace it, you get another iPhone
0: that does it for this episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 790. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe to the Macworld Podcast in the podcast app on Spotify, on Amazon Music, or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through Twitter. That's at Macworld or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time.